Hey, everyone out there. It's another episode of the PlayStation Report. Weird, because we're recording this on the back of another one, uh, because of scheduling reasons. We had to put one in the bank here, but I am joined by Tyler here. We have, we have a long day ahead of us here, but it's, it's, it's going to be a joy, because we're talking about Divinity Original Sin 2, Tyler. Yes. Yeah. The best game of 2017. Yeah, and you know, looking back at 2017, that might be very contentious, and you might accuse us of recency bias because we just beat this game last week. And I mean, that that'd be fair, I guess, to to accuse us of that. But man, we really enjoyed this game. We went through, we did a co-op run, and I think. This is like this is the most fun I've I've had playing co-op. Absolutely, it, it, like, like in recent memory, like I mean, like the only thing that kind of compares to this for me is maybe a Halo co-op run, but even then, I I feel like this is stronger. Yeah, I think this is stronger in so many ways because you know you are invested into the story with your actual characters, the decisions you make. The dialogue choices, um, and just playing, playing through that with another person is just so much fun to be able to talk through consequences or you know what, what should we do here and where do we want to take certain things. It's just it, it's it's an amazing co-op experience and one that just works so well. Like uh, the fact that you're not like completely tethered to each other so you don't always have to be on screen at the same time like you can kind of go over here i can go over here i can go into town do what i gotta do you're I can exploring get, i can get ambushed you know. and then be like yo dude right. uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like I, I think that's a really smart thing to do i mean how that works playing co-op on console i don't know but um i actually think it's split screen so i think you can still do that on console but um it's just like even things like that are just really smart and really well done. And of course, the combat. I just think, I just think this combat is so great with another person because you can strategize. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really great. So I, I completely agree with you. I, I think this is uh, my favorite co-op experience I've ever had. I think. Yeah, Halo's probably pretty close. I think a Borderlands is really close. Like playing through Borderlands yeah. Two um, with you was was a lot of fun uh, when we did that years ago. The, that's a great co op experience to have. But this one's just so unique and so great. Yeah, and this being like your first CRPG in like a decade, really, since or like maybe yeah. a little less than that. Like I, I remember you mentioned that you played a little bit of a. Either Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter Nights with an old both. friend of ours. Yeah, both. Like way back in the day, like Baldur's Gate two. So I remember playing them, liking them, but never really. Um, I never really went out of my way to like get into them, sort of thing. Like I played them when I was over at his place because that's what him and his dad would play all the time, and um, and it was fun, but. But yeah, so this is probably, I would almost say this is my first, like, true CRPG experience since I played this from start to finish. 
Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I guess before we get into this, I mean, it's a three-year-old video game. We're going to spoil shit. It, you had your time. <laughs> we just finished yeah. it now, but I will say spoilers <laughs> because, yeah, we just finished it now. And there are probably some people out there who haven't played this game. Uh, so with that, yeah, spoilers are going to happen. But Tyler, man, I I think this game is strong from start to finish. I like the progression through all these different zones. I like like the start on Fort Joy, and like and then when it drops you into a bigger uh, bigger area like Driftwood and the surrounding areas there, and then like, yeah, I I just like the progression, like the way like the environments changed throughout this game and. The way it just kind of ramped up, because at the beginning it was like, "Oh, you're you're going to jail because you're different." <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. I, I I agree with you. I, I like the the different zones and the progression of them, and then even just a lot of the different areas and some of them. Like I think uh, Reaper's Coast is one that stands out to me. Of you know, is huge ultimately yeah, and. There's like there's kind of some mountains. There is uh, like the more deserty sort of area. Um, you could go to uh, Blood Moon Island from there, and Which it's is like really fucking gross. Yes, exactly. So there's so much variety in so many of these these different areas, and like Reaper's Coast really really stood out to me a lot, um, and and even like um, what was it. Reaper's Coast that had that kind of like cemetery like place. Yes, yeah, yes. That was, like that. That, was like... that place was so cool. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, all of them were great. Nameless Isle was great. Um, Arks was really interesting, being just a massive city. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what I like about the areas too is there's just. And it kind of gets to to this game, just how you kind of progress. Like, at first, it kind of bothered me. It was a little nitpicky. Like, I I remember talking about um, earlier when we were playing it. Like, the journal was kind of like eh to me. Like, I felt like it yeah. could have had more to it. But the more you play it, the more you understand what they're trying to get you to do, and. So that kind of went away for me, that, that kind of little nitpicky complaint, because the journal is great, and, and it ultimately gives you exactly as much information as you need, I, I thought. Because what the game wants you to do is just go off and, and explore. It doesn't, like, there's a few markers that might show up on your map, but it's not like playing Ghost of Tsushima or an Assassin's Creed game where where these markers are going to lead you exactly where you need to go every single time. Like, it, the game wants you to explore these areas and discover and just talk to people. Like, I remember when we were uh, at Re in Reaper's Coast and we were like, eh, we just kind of felt like we were running out of, out of quests. And we went to um, the Black Bull and just started talking to everybody. And then we all of a sudden got a bunch of quests and... That's what the game encourages you to do, and I think having that kind of vague sort of journal just the more the more we play it, I'm like, okay, I, I get this. This is pretty pretty yeah. smart of them to do. 
talk to everyone, open every door, <laughs> see if you can like open every chest. You know, I mean, like yep. there's there's just a lot to find in all all the corners of this world, and like it yep. it gets a, it can be overwhelming. I, I get that for a lot of people. Absolutely, this, this genre of game can be overwhelming. Like there there's just a lot there, but I I enjoy that. I, I think it makes the world feel alive where it's like, oh, everyone has something to say. It's like all the characters are are named and like they kind of have a thing. Yep. And yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. There's there's just a lot of writing in this game. There's just a lot. Oh like, my gosh, I couldn't imagine writing this game or, or a game like this. Like mm-hmm. just the fact that everybody speaks, you know, and even just there's so much to a lot of the the quest in in talking to different people and then one one speaking to like the overwhelming portion of it yes it can be completely overwhelming especially when you get into a new area and all of a sudden all these things are happening um you your quest log went from one quest to 12 but then as you play it you start to realize how many quests are tied together yeah, and kind of interweave with each other and it's just it's mind blowing that they kind of came up with that to me um, especially in the last area in arcs like I felt like we had a lot of quests but they all kind of spoke to each other in one way or another yeah. it's just such a smart smart thing yeah I it, they weave an intricate web and it's, it's yeah it's it, it caught me <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, uh, I, man, I, there's, there's just so much to talk about in this game. I'm not sure where you want to go to. Like, uh, we did, we created our own characters rather than using the pre-builds. Um, I created a very tanky character that eventually grew to just be a fucking, just a sack of hit points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you created an archer. Um, mm-hmm. and then I guess like. The final party we we brought in Fane and uh, and Sabeel, uh, yes. to, to complete our party. But actually, if we wanted to make that game last longer, we could have like incorporated all the party members and done all their side quests. Mm-hmm. We could we could we could have made that game stretch another couple of weeks if we wanted to. Right. Yeah. In a way, I I I'm like, man, I wish we could have seen oh. a lot of that stuff, but. At the same time, I kind of like how we did it in a way. Like, this was our party. We kind of grew with these characters and went through so many things with them. And well, now so what I, you can I do like is that. go back and play on your own. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and use all the characters we didn't select. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fane was kind of our, our healer, our magic dude, and Sabeel kind of snuck around a little bit, got behind dudes and i felt like our team worked pretty well i think we had a lot of things covered mm-hmm. um and and yeah i felt like we we were able to get through just about anything yeah i i i'm not gonna lie i kind of fell in love with my character meat mm-hmm. <laughs> meat meat might just have to be my canon- canonical character throughout all the crpgs i play i have to create a meat <laughs> yes yes yeah i i uh I liked Meat as well, and what I felt with Meat, I just, I truly felt like because we had, we had him, 
and I felt like we could get through literally anything. And I'm like, there's just no way we can lose like any battle because you just take so many hits and do a lot of damage too. And it just, it opens the doors for so many other things to happen. And yeah, I mean, that pretty much came true. I mean, there were some battles that we certainly had a hard time with, especially the last one. But I mean, we got through just about anything, you know? Yeah. It worked out really well. Yeah, and I and there's there's such a variety of like there are whole skill trees we didn't really go down very far. <clears throat> or at all, really. Like I didn't touch the summoning skill. Uh I don't nope. think anyone really no one went down the polymorph skills skill tree no. either. Like there there's there's a lot of that game that like I mean multiple playthroughs you can get a lot more out of it or if you're like if you're incorporating more characters, you can have a more uh, more of a variety of skill sets. Right. But uh, yeah, we went we went through with our four, and man, I, I I'm not gonna lie, I I, I really like that build the builds we had. Um, yeah. I, Absolutely. The one regret I have is Fane just dying so many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah that that was that was a bummer where I felt like. And, and it's so crazy, too, of, of the AI. I think it's just pretty smart in this game most of the time because every battle they knew they had to take Fane out first. Mm-hmm. And so they would all go for Fane. So it was like, how do we protect Fane? Where do we position him? And, yeah, he, he got wrecked a few times, but yeah. but still. but But even when he didn't, and I, I, it, it always felt like the longer we kept him alive, the better we were going to do because yeah. because he's he's just a very powerful character, and it, it ended up working out really well for for us. Pretty much every time we were able to keep him alive for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Like he he provided a lot of sustainability with his healing and his restoring of uh, magic armor. Like he he had, he had a lot of utility and also like. I mean, we, we. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie here. We cheated a little bit. We activated some of the cheats to let us use source <laughs> abilities more. Those bone yeah. totems, all oh, those bone totems. So good. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, Just kind of set up these totems that would shoot at enemies when it was their turn. They they hit hard too. Mm-hmm. And then you know you can't go wrong with Fane. Uh, summoning a, a blob, basically, yep, from a dead corpses. character, <laughs> and then just exploding. You know, that, that's <laughs> yeah. always fun. Yeah, it's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I guess. How do you want to approach this? You want to just go area by area? I mean, Fort Joy, I felt like was us learning the game, really, just learning how mm-hmm. to like progress through areas and be like carefully approach different fights like I, I feel like that that was more of a learning experience for both of us right yeah I, I agree and I think Fort Joy did have some pretty cool stuff in there like you learn kind of about the, the Shriekers I thought it was pretty cool when we you saved when you that dragon that stuff yeah that dragon that was really cool in the way that kind of came around to help us mm-hmm. when we were eventually leaving Fort Joy was really exciting uh you kind of get into um 
you know, there's an arena there, which there's a couple of arenas throughout the game, and so that yeah. that was there, fun. But you also start off with those source collars around your neck, yeah. Which you almost kind of because you almost kind of forget that that was even a thing. Yeah, that you're that you were restricted with your source, um, and and the source is kind of like like you you can do some really amazing abilities with mm-hmm. with your source powers. And, you know, at first you're restricted uh, with that. And so I kind of completely forgot that that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think that after Fort Joy, like, what you actually do in Driftwood and expanding your pool of source points, I think that's what's what really opens it up a lot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, Fort Agreed. Joy was was really cool escaping Fort Joy. Uh I I liked that final fight when that giant fucking worm showed up. Yeah. No. Yeah, that was that was really really interesting. And it like kind of introduces you to the concept of oh, there can be fights where there are three different sides like mm-hmm. all fighting each other. And yeah, yep. it's Yeah, I I really enjoyed that, that first area as kind of like a tutorial to, of like or just a preview of what's to come in the game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then there was Driftwood, like the or Reaper's Coast, rather Driftwood being mm-hmm. the major city hub within there. Um, just a huge, expansive area. Just, I think that that is the biggest area in the game, right? Yeah, I would say it's the biggest. I felt like we spent a ton of time in this area doing so many things. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this area a lot. I like the v- variety of locations there. And then you know I like having driftwood as a, as a hub. I thought that was that was cool. Kind of felt like you were just a part of town, and and I liked that a lot. And getting to talk to a lot of the people in the town was great. I especially love the whole quest line um, with the dwarves, where uh, you were allowed in that one area, mm-hmm. but. We were, and the way that all went down, I thought I thought that was pretty fun yeah. and memorable. Yeah, and like, I, I, I don't want to go over every single quest in there, but I like the quest with the cows. Oh yeah, and eventually the fact that you can talk to animals in this game, but that's yeah. a thing you can do. Is and awesome. that unlocks so many different quests that we wouldn't have had. Yes, oh, that was good. Yeah. Uh, and then we we eventually had to fight that fucking burning witch, which like yeah. kicked our asses so many fucking times. <laughs> we were like, "Hey, yeah. maybe we're ready for this now." No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was so so exciting when we finally were able to take her out. Because um, yeah, she kicked her ass a lot. Um, I liked a lot of the stuff with the magisters in this area too. I thought there was some interesting stuff going on there and. And I liked our kind of no bullshit policy with them. Yeah, how we just basically took them out anytime because you know fuck them. They're not great. They tried to put us great in source jail. Exactly, exactly. So I, I liked you know how I think we had a quest to investigate something and, <laughs> and talk to someone, and we were just like nah. And we walked in this dude's office and just fucking murdered him. Yeah, because why not? Um, yeah, that that was. That was a fun quest, for sure. And then the ogres. 
or the trolls yeah. the trolls rather the trolls yeah oh, that <laughs> that was just some funny writing with the trolls kind of hating each other and trying to play each other and play you um and then we just ended up wiping them out because why not yeah um that yeah that was that was a good time I also remember, and, and this is gets into something that's so interesting with combat to me, because this happened to us several times. I remember kind of in the upper, I guess, northwest corner of the map, there's almost like a like a castle sort of area. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you remember, I, we had to go in there, and there. what was that thing called that just kind of gave them infinite buffs? I don't remember, oh. but there was kind of a statue yeah. sort of thing in the middle that was giving the enemies a lot of buffs. They were flying around, doing all sorts of stuff, and we walked in there, not positioned right at all, and just got our fucking asses kicked. And then, and this is just speaks to the environments in this game. Like, there's there's probably always a way around that sort of thing. So we got our asses kicked because of our positioning, and it just didn't work out. So then we just explored a little bit, and we found that we could come basically down the mountain into this place, and then completely kick their ass. And that's that stuff's really satisfying, and that happened to us a lot. Where you know we kind of you, you fail and you learn, and then you come back and go, okay, I need to get to here immediately. I need to take this character out immediately, sort of thing. And I, I remember that specifically. That was that was a really fun fight. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed Driftwood a lot. Like, And then there was, of course, Blood Moon Island there as well as part of uh, Reaper's mm-hmm. Coast. Yeah. And that was a whole thing. Like, the, the all the different, a... different people trapped underneath uh, the tree. Yes. What a memorable place. Like, not only writing, but visually... A lot of creepy stuff going on. There was all, yeah, all those statues and then all those, like, kind of tomb sort of areas with people trapped down in them. Yeah. That, and, and then the, the fights, because they're possessed by demons. And that was, that was wild. Uh, I liked that place a lot. And then the whole Black Ring, kind of all over the island, mm-hmm. had to take them out. Black Ring's kind of some really crazy cult sort of sort of thing and not good bad shit so taking them out was always fun i also want to shout out not in a great way because i hate i hated this place when we were in it to uh wreckers cave okay do you remember that place oh god that that place was just awful to navigate that was probably my least favorite area to go to probably we got captured by these bugs and then all we all split up and it was not fun but we got through it yeah <laughs> uh i'm not sure if there's much more to say about this i mean we get all of our uh, source points our source pool filled up like mm-hmm. and it turns out all these sorcerers are actually jackasses that well most of them fucking turned on us and we had to kill them yeah at least two of them i know uh, Jaharn was fine though. Jaharn was cool. He was yeah. just he was just hunting demons. Mm-hmm. But the other yeah. couple of people, we never did Hanex thing though because no. I, because we failed to save some NPCs. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we kind of pissed her off. Kind a of a bit. theme of us in this game. I mean, later on we failed to save an NPC, and it was kind of devastating. Yeah, that was that was that was a gut punch. Yeah, but we lost that guy so close. Yeah, and especially for me since I played the first Divinity, and he's in that game too. It's like that's mm -hmm. a callback to that other game. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that we. We eventually went on to Nameless Isle, which I feel was a very short area, like very small area. Like mm -hmm. I feel like we weren't there for very long. No, we definitely weren't. There was there was some cool stuff here for sure. Um, I mean, it looked cool. Yeah, absolutely. It, it had a different vibe to it. Um, I think some of the things that stand out to me in this area was the whole quest with the Sallow Man. Oh God, that. Big naked elf man. Yes, incredibly creepy. If you look this dude up, just so creepy. And that fight was really crazy. Um, so that quest line was completely memorable to me. And then also the, you know, and and I love this sort of stuff when when it happens in, in any RPGs, and it was really well done here. Just the more personalized quest lines of your party members. And so this place, we got into a lot of stuff with Sabeel um, and the elves and, and, and her kind of becoming, you know, the leader of the elves in a way um, with the mother tree and all that. I thought that stuff was so cool. It's so well done. Yeah. And then there was, uh, what, the, what was that called? The Black Prince? Yeah. That we had to fight? That was a cool yeah. fight? Yeah, um, it was. That was epic. And the music was really great. Oh, yeah. The music and throughout that, this game was fucking awesome. Oh, stunning. Absolutely stunning. I want to cry every time I booted that game up and heard mm -hmm. that opening, that main theme. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the Nameless Isle. I think there's a lot of really great quest lines going on there. But, yeah, it's And the fight it ended on was really good, too. That, that last fight in the Nameless Isle where oh, yeah. you're... Where you're trying to claim your divinity. Yes. And yeah, that was... That was epic as hell. Like, especially the way it ended with Dallas coming in, stealing the Atiran. Uh, and then you have to fucking fight the gods. Yes. And everything's on fire, and it's all falling yep. apart. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, was, that was really cool. Yeah, that was memorable. And what, what was interesting about that fight is it wasn't really about combat initially. Like it was about getting it was to a, a certain location. Yeah, it was it was a race, and I thought that spicing that up was really cool. But yeah, that I mean, was we can't do a epic. podcast here without talking about racing. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> that was that was epic, and even even right before that, being in that like library area was really neat. Mm -hmm. um, it was fun to explore that that stuff and yeah that kind of pissed me off when dallas came in there oh like yeah and even when she shows up earlier in the game uh i forget where that was she was in fort joy she was like when you fort arrive joy. at fort joy like she executes someone. yes yes she was there but then she also showed up was it when you go to reaper's coast or nameless isle i can't remember remember we remember the fight against her on the ship Oh, yeah, when you steal the ship leaving Fort Joy. Yes, yes, you steal Lady Vengeance, I think. Yeah. And, and yeah, that was 
that was a really memorable fight. That she, you, the game really sets you up to uh, to not like her very mm-hmm. much, and you know what? I didn't like her, so fuck her. Oh yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? I, I guess that's it for Nameless Isle, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you wash up on uh, arcs or just the outskirts of arcs, wherever that yeah. is. Um, and yeah, that's that's basically the final area of the game. It's a big area. It's a big city, like a really, I think a really well done city. Uh, it it mm-hmm. felt it felt like it had a flow. It felt like it had like districts to it as well. Like it was constructed like a city would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, there was so much to get into there. There was so oh, much yeah. like, and it wasn't just like on the surface. There were like sewers you go through and. It was there was a lot there, man. Yeah, I took out a loan that I didn't have to pay back, <laughs> and I actually en- yeah, never ended fun. up spending all that money. <laughs> no, I I almost don't know how you could. That was a lot of money. Um, yeah, that was a that was a really cool quest line, and uh, the whole stuff with with Linder Chem was just and just awesome. finding out about the split within like the Magisters and the Paladins. Yes. Like one was working for like the black ring and the others were like, well, I guess, yeah, this is kind of a spoiler for the end. Weren't were like the Eternals, which is what Fane is. And they were trying mm-hmm. to bring the Eternals back from the void. Yeah. And the I guess the black ring was trying to make sure that didn't happen and bring the God King back. So, yeah, there there was that conflict as well, which... Neither of those sides were the side we were on, so... No. <laughs> no, so we kind of had to fight everybody, and... that Yeah, that that was really cool. I remember trying to uh, have that fight in the Paladins area... Oh, ...where God. they all turned against us. Yeah. Which did not end well for us at all, but was still fun. Just kind of when we... Accused some some people and in him found out he wasn't real, yeah. or he was undead basically. Yeah, and, and just there even then, the details of, you know, nobody else knew that except oh, yeah. for us. So his 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 team's trying to heal him, but it's actually hurting him. And I love that. That was yeah. that was fucking great. And then you know the whole stuff about this the doctor. I thought was really cool uh, and, and well done, especially how these people just kind of showed up, like they ambushed you that one time. Yeah, um, fighting them several times, and yeah, that fight against the doctor was one of the harder ones. Yeah, the black in the game. house, like that was a really creepy looking place. Mm-hmm. Like you Absolutely. go inside and it gets really dark and gothic. It's like, yeah, that. I I really like that that fight too. Like just yeah. the area it was in, and kind of like the construction of like the room, different rooms in the sight lines, and you're fighting indoors, and you can't yep. throw things. And goddamn, no, nope. <laughs> there wasn't really any like elevation advantage you could get, and it was it was tough, but you came in pretty clutch there with meat. Yeah, and I I want to say like throughout like this whole playthrough, meat just kept getting more stacked and stacked. Yeah, and he got this ability that like, 
kind of scaled with that. Like, he had this ability that was kind of an armor explosion, and it scaled to the level of your physical armor that you currently had, and he had a shit ton of fucking physical armor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that, that was good. That, that will play in later on as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely. He also, like, his shield throw scaling with the level of armor on his shield, like, that was a huge thing, too. Like, I used that shield throw a lot, and it... Mm -hmm. That thing just fucking hit him like a truck. Yeah. Absolutely. I will say really quick, just backing up slightly in this area, getting into the city, that was really difficult. Oh, yeah. That, that battle. Uh-huh. And that was just so thrilling because I think we had three characters alive, but we were almost all dead. Yeah. And these enemies were just hitting like a fucking truck. And that was really thrilling when we got through that. Um, so that was that was crazy. But then also, you know, we were just kind of exploring and then we ran into that, um, that what was it, Kraken? Yeah, the Kraken. Right, yeah. And just the fact that that even happened. And then coming back to that later, we were like, okay, we'll come back to this later. And we set ourselves up to fight this thing and take it out. And with my character, Pierce, who was a ranger, uh, I literally shot him once. And and he uh, ran like a bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that, that, was, that was satisfying, but also kind of ticked me off. Yeah. Because I'm like, I wanted to kill him so bad. <laughs> and like, then we knew that that Kraken was coming back some other time. Like, yeah. we kind of we knew. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But in Arcs, like, um, there was like a whole thing, like, there's this Thieves Guild of, like, trolls and kids working together. Yeah, that was, we that had, was we cool. We had to retrieve a painting from them so we could find out what Kem was up to. Yep. Yep. And even being down in, in Kem's vault, like, the art style of that place was so cool. Had to fight um, those golems. Yep. Yep. That was that was awesome. And then, you know, another major quest line that was really fascinating in this area was uh, the dwarves in the Death Fog. Mm-hmm. And the Queen and, you know, just not good stuff going on with this Death Fog, and, which basically instantly kills anything that's living. Yeah. Um, so that that battle there, and you know that decision that we were just like, let's fucking just blow this shit up. Yeah. Was was really really cool. Yeah. Because they give you a bad, they give you, well, they give you a bad choice and like a really really bad choice. One of them, you yeah. send it to the ocean and basically kill off everything in the ocean. The other mm -hmm. one, you send it into the city and just wipe out the entire city. Right. So, like, neither neither of those options are great. We decided to blow it up, and it ended up filling uh, out the sewers. So I guess the sewers are kind of fucked. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like we had no good decisions there, other than to maybe leave it alone. Right. Which, at that point, you don't really want to leave it alone either, because of what it can do. Because then someone else can come by and make a decision. Exactly. Yeah. And, I don't know. I feel like we made the best best choice there and, and and this game puts you in so many 
situations like that where you're like, ah, I just don't know what to do, like at all. And you gotta you gotta make a choice and stick with it. Uh, and I like that. I mean, you could always reload your save, but still. Yeah. Um, I, I like that that sort of feeling a lot. It was well done. Then I, I think that's all the major quest lines outside of you know going for Dallas, um, and going to the. Um, why am I blanking on what it's called? Path the, like, of church. Blood. Yeah, the, the the like church sort of area, um, cathedral. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Um, and yeah, that that path of blood that was so wild. Like walking into that place and all these people just kind of worshiping and doing all this stuff it just it was creepy and and yeah the path of blood was interesting had a really i felt like momentum killing puzzle there where you kind of had to turn all these cubes in a way and get oh, the path yeah. to go pu- from one end to the other yeah, they had a pipe puzzle yeah uh, but but then even the the only thing that really stood out to me about that puzzle is and, and this happens several times, and, and this game urges you to just kind of think outside the box sometimes, whether it's using your spirit vision or something like that that, that you end up getting, and just kind of being creative. And, you know, we needed, we had fire, we had, what was the other, water, and and we needed blood, and we needed the blood to be blessed. And... So the only way for us to really do that was to literally like attack our own party so that we could bleed, uh-huh. and then bless the bless the water and all that stuff, and kind of complicated, but but I I, I thought that stuff was kind of satisfying and, and creative when you when you got through it. And then they had another puzzle during a fight where you had to pull these levers in order, and that oh was a whole God. fucking thing. <laughs> that was. That was a uh, complete nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 was really not fun. It was like this death room in these little fucking—I don't even know what you would call them. These just tiny little characters just running around doing all this crazy shit. It felt like you were in like a, a clown house sort of thing, and yeah, you had to spell out power. By pulling these levers, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know how the fuck anyone would figure that out. Uh, I mean, I get... I mean, power is a a theme for some Yeah, things. I get that, but man, I just feel like that is... You really gotta think deep there mm-hmm. with that one. But, I mean, it was interesting. It worked out, but... Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. And then I get... Did that lead directly to the final confrontation? I think it did. Yeah. Uh, so we reach the end here. And then uh, we find out that this Lucian fella, this this divine that's supposedly dead and we're actually in his tomb, he, he ain't dead. Lucian no. ain't dead. No. I do remember really quick, speaking of Lucian, that one battle we had against that one guy we ended up finding that was like fucking crazy over Lucian um, and he said he like knew where he was and all this stuff uh-huh. do you remember that one he ended up kind of like flying around like floating around a little bit and that was that was kind of tough because he also could like regenerate and bring people back and that was that was a fun fight but, but yeah 
Here we are. He's not dead. Awesome. Uh, well, let's see. What what do we have here? So we had like we had some trouble with a bug the first time we went through here, and mm. we didn't get a certain blessing we were supposed to have. And it turned out the fight was a lot harder. Was a lot harder without that blessing, where it would just yeah. where nothing where source skills didn't cost anything. Uh, because it turns out we need to use those source skills quite often in this fight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we. We tried a couple times, failed, and came back the next week, and it turned out there were certain people we needed to target to trigger events within that fight. But yeah, the thing that happens in that fight is that when you damage either Lucian or Dallas to a certain point, up until that point it's like, oh, you're fighting in this tomb. But then it turns into this fucking epic battlefield. Because, yes. uh... What... What's his name? I know he's actually Brachus Rex. What was his name before that? Vreedman. Yeah. Vreedman yeah. reveals that uh, he isn't actually under control because he is the resurrected Brachus Rex, and they thought they had him on a leash. He ain't on a leash. He's uh, coming to bring back the... Uh, bring back these... The... What? The All King? The Source King? The... What, what's his name? Yeah. I, I, the God I King. About. I the God, God King. King, yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, I guess even before this fight starts, you find out that Lucian is an Eternal, and they're trying to bring the Eternals back from the Void, and they want you to sacrifice your souls to make that happen. We were like, no, fuck that. Uh, so, yeah, this fight happens. Uh, when Brachus Rex fucking summons that goddamn Kraken, and that Kraken pukes up all the dead servants of the God King... God, this fight was epic. Oh, yeah. What I loved about this fight was not only was the music great, but the sound was different because mm -hmm. it was, yeah, was it kind of sounded, yeah, and it kind of almost sounded like you were like in a void sort mm -hmm. of thing. And it just felt so different, so epic. And it was really hard. I remember that first time when. You know, we, we had the bug, but we made it pretty far, and the battle ended up changing to what it ultimately ends up being. And I remember just being like, I have literally no clue how we're going to do this sort of thing, because the game throws so much at you. Like, he revives characters, that Kraken comes back, and then you're fighting everybody else that you initially start fighting. It's like, holy moly. Um but really, you know, there's just, yeah, just key targets that we got to get. And it was really wild. And I think when we ended up actually getting it, I really don't think I'll ever forget that moment of, like, just how everything's kind of coming down to the wire. So they kind of start fighting each other a little bit, which yeah. is helpful. But... We probably should have taken out Dallas when she had low health, but we were really just focused on killing Brachus Rex, which is like the ultimate goal. So we kind of let her go. She turns into a dragon eventually. Uh -huh. and it's, she wasn't she wasn't that big of a deal throughout most of the fight, but we <clears throat> literally and, and it's just so wild how things can change because I felt like we were in a really good spot 
um, health-wise, and then literally in one turn, that completely changed. Like, my character Pierce went from being in pretty good health to and position to being completely dead, and it ended up being just you. Yeah, and just here's <laughs> yeah, and here's Brackus Rax almost dead. He's like the the main target. We we do have to kill everybody else. But if you kill him, then the Kraken disappears, Salaman, Cam, all these people disappear, which is super helpful. So I just remember like being like, oh my god, we are so close, and I don't know. And, and also, you're not in the best no, condition not either. No, all. I think I had like 1,200 health left. Which, yes. All right. To, um, I guess th- this, is a, this is kind of a stats talk here, though. I had a maximum of 8,000 health with, like, 10,000 max uh, armor on top of that, like, that I could have. I was down to my last 1,000 hits. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lot, because I think, I think my characters, I think I had, you know, maybe 2,000, roughly, magic in, in physical armor, and then maybe 6,000 health. So, you had a lot of hit points. I took so that just shows... Yeah, that just shows how much you actually got fucking wrecked. And I just remember you... Didn't you throw your shield at Brackus? Yeah, Brackus was to trying to him? run away a little bit, so I, I threw my I had my shield up, so I, I fucking threw my shield at him, and that just fucking killed him, eliminated all yeah. his followers. Yeah, but then it's like, oh no. Like, There's a yeah, dragon we killed him. Health. But, yeah, a dragon with full health, and you have, like, no health. And and Fane's dead. Who's the main healer? Uh-huh. My characters are dead. Both of them. And it's like, what are we going to do? And man, that was just so so crazy and satisfying to watch. See, I, I remember just being so on edge watching you take out this dragon. See, I'm a master tactician here. All right, <laughs> I don't want the dragon to hit me, so I summoned this little poison blob thing or whatever the or. What is it? Yeah, this, it's like a this flower, flower almost. Yeah, this, yeah. This di- disgusting poisonous flower, which won't hurt them because even though they're a dragon, they're still undead. So the poison healed them. So basically, that thing was just a target for the dragon to hit instead of me. Yes, and, and it's also kind of a roll of the dice because you don't know if the dragon will go after it, but it's a possibility that could really, really help. So like I spent like I spent a lot of action points just getting over there because it was on a completely different platform. I had to climb up a couple of ladders. So I th- I think I got another shield throw in there somewhere. Like that yeah. took a huge chunk of health out. And basically I was just wishing that like and it kept it kept doing it. It kept hitting the hitting the minion I summoned. So like that that was extremely lucky. I focused on like restoring some of my armor because that's the best I could do for myself. Uh and then I guess like the last turn I was like, shit, I don't have any abilities that can really do 2000 damage or whatever I needed to do. But lo and behold, I had I had my ability to restore my physical armor a bit. And I had this other ability that exploded and did damage based on my physical armor, <laughs> and I managed to fucking just pull it out there. It was... Yep. Yeah. It was yeah, so it was good. So satisfying. 
It was really frustrating, Ooh, though, because up on that platform, it wouldn't let me use my knockdown skill, my bull rush. Yeah. You actually couldn't use that in another spot, either. Yeah, which like on those elevated platforms, kind of it just didn't want to let me use it. Right. Yeah. Very, very exciting sort of ending. But then it wasn't over, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it was over. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when you consider who we were up against, it was yeah. over. <laughs> Right. So then you got to basically choose who's going to, you know, ascend to be divine. And, you know, we all chose you Fane, based off of yeah. being clutch. And then Fane was decided like, well, he wanted to go. Well, there's my entire way. people over there. <laughs> I mean, I can't right. really blame him. No, I, I can't either. But it was sad that. You know, here's a character that we grew to love and who and I came had, along. who I had, a, who I had sexy times with. <laughs> like straight up, that was that was fun. Um, but you know, he went through so much with us just for for that to happen and us to have to kill him. Like, oh my god, that just sucked. But it made yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. That that's pretty much it, though. That was. It was a lot. You chose man. to. I just I chose you, to distribute the source among the people, because yep. that's just that's just who I am. Uh, so everyone has source power now, and is it good or is it bad? Who knows? But uh, I I assume there will be another divinity. I assume. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the endings here, in you know basically all in Riverline becomes sources you sorcerers. United, they drive the God King back to the void. A golden age comes, but soon shatters as the source empowered strive for power. Mm -hmm. That's basically what happens. Yeah. But yeah, I, I assume there there is going to be another divinity, and I really, really hope there there is eventually. Because yeah. I just love this world. Like I almost want to go play the first game just to experience more of this world because i think it's it's so well crafted so detailed and I, I love just about everything about it yeah i yeah i i think this is one of my well i said it like in a text like i think this is the new 2017 game of the year i'd have to do some more reflection on that but like it is definitely on the list there oh yeah absolutely and as far as I, like I games I've played this year, this might be my favorite game that I played this year. Oh yeah, it's hands down my favorite game that I've played this year. And um, oh man, yeah, I'm just looking at 2017. Oh my god, this year was so stacked, dude. Breath of the Wild, Horizon, Zero Dawn, Resident Evil Seven, Mario Odyssey, PUBG, Near Automata. Cuphead, Wolfenstein 2, Destiny 2, Assassin's Creed Origins, Hellblade. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uncharted Lost Legacy. I, I still think... Because for 2017, my game of the year was Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I think we collectively as a podcast gave it to Hellblade. Uh, I do think that Divinity... I think I like Divinity Original Sin 2 more than Breath of the Wild. And I love Breath of the Wild. Mm, yeah. So. It's, yeah, I 
I mean, it's kind of hard to make that argument now, like, since since we just played this, like, right now, like... Right. Yeah. It is, but I just, I think this game's so masterful in so many ways. I mean, both of them, I think, are some of the best games ever made. Yeah. I mean, you can't really go go wrong either way. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I really loved Divinity Original Sin 2, but Tyler, I'm curious, like... I, I know we said we're going to play Wasteland 3, but have you thought about trying to play one of these on your own? Because there is an aspect to playing co-op. You have to, like, cooperate with someone. Is there some part of you that wants to have complete control over all the characters? Um, yes. To, I mean, yeah, to a degree. I think, I think I will always enjoy these sort of games co-op more um, for many of the reasons that we talked about, but... But yeah, I'm itching to play another one of these games. I mean, I, I'm thinking about diving into one of the Obsidian games oh, yeah. here eventually. You know, whether it's Tyranny or, or I really want to try Pillars of Eternity, especially with what they're working on yeah. um, in the future. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I and then of course I'm I'm super hyped for Baldur's Gate three. Oh, whenever yeah. that officially launches probably next year but i'm very hyped for that so yeah i'm i'm very open and excited to to play more of these games awesome sure. that sounds good I'm, I'm glad we could have we went through this together because i mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm not doubting you tyler but i i i do have my doubts that you would have gone through this game all on your own um yeah and i think it i i I don't disagree with you i think it's more of just a timing thing yeah um having so many other things to play but i think just the fact that you know we do this show every week and then right after that every week just for three or four hours we would play this game and i think you know ended up just looking forward to it like Every time. Like, as soon as we were done, I'm like, man, I can't wait till next yeah. week. Yeah, you're like, play all right, export and upload that podcast, launch Divinity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I definitely want to play more of them, for sure. Awesome. All right, well, I think we've said enough about Divinity. We've done two, almost, mm, we've done like three <laughs> hours of podcasting today, or, wait, no, two hours. I don't know how to count right now. We've done too much podcasting, Tyler. We need to end this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. A lot of talking. All right. Well, we're going to... Well, this is going to release... So we don't have a regular show this week, right? Uh, so we, we'll catch up on if anything happens important next show. Uh, yeah, knowing our luck... Sony will be like, yeah, here's be the PlayStation 5 release date. <laughs> hey, and if that's the case, you're welcome, because it would yeah. it would have had to happen this way. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can do that. You can, Well, you can send those. I don't know how you do a comment or a concern to a podcast, but you can send <laughs> any messages you want to us via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com. Send it to us at PS Report Podcast on Twitter. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends, all that good stuff. And until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and. <laughs> I can't do it.